Yeah, good morning. Uh, morning to me anyway. But not very early. My God, it's getting on for noon. Well, Monday, uh, September 30th. Significant. I guess this is the year end for my uh, company, uh, Canadian Study Tours. And I gotta get, uh, I gotta, I gotta go and see my accountant and uh, deliver some paperwork and some numbers and say, gee, what do I owe the government this year? Because I always do. And uh, that money, those checks I wrote to myself, can I keep those, or do I have to pay, pay that back? Uh, lots of things to work on business-wise. That's why I am uh, on my way to my office. Only the road I take via Kingston Road. Ew, it just sort of turns off at uh, Brimley, I guess, into Bluffers Park. And uh, that's why I'm here. Also because I just finished, I just had midnight, uh, or 12.01 this morning, I released uh, Dixon Jane's podcast, <clears throat> number 420. And uh, one thing about these podcasts, I never after I finish, I can't remember what I've talked about, and I don't want to go through the whole thing as I'm putting it together, you know, and making the uh, the uh, file. What do you call that? The uh, the XML file and so on. And I got to come up with a title, and I always stick on the stinkiest, stupidest titles because I just I don't know. I, the number is important, so I can keep track of the the series. But the titles, I never know, and I, I wish. Uh, somebody, I wish I had an archivist who would go back and say, all right, I'm going to rename every one of these fucking episodes with a proper title about something that you actually talked about and um, take care of that end of things. But the podcast itself, I have just listened back on my drive-in and as I was having breakfast, and I really liked it. I get a warm, fuzzy, comfortable feeling listening to the Dixon Jane's podcast. I don't know about you. But I feel the guy's doing his best, you know. He's really trying. He's, you know, he's. There are limits to his intellectual capabilities. We were aware of those. Uh, but he he does his best to be honest and sincere, and you can't fault him for that, right? Yeah. And uh, anyway, sometimes um, you, I, he, we get that feeling that man. As soon as we finish one, we want to start again. Uh, I mentioned last time I left off about. Um, Picking up my old car magazines in the basement, and what a thrill! I'm so glad. I mean, that's this is one case where being a pack rat has paid off. That I've got old Mad magazines, not many, and Playboys, and again, not many. I think my father cleaned most of them out. I was in Europe traveling with my wife when my parents moved from our our home in the Sheen, and they had to go through the basement and just clear it out. And an awful lot of stuff that I would like to have hung on to. Just disappeared in the move, and uh, what a shame. Basically, yeah, my Playboy collection from the 60s. <laughs> that would have been a good one to have. Again, for the ads more than anything. And, and the reflection on how our culture and our society has changed, it's amazing. You can just read it through the ads. Uh, I'm not going to talk about Breaking Bad, the final episode last night, but what a what a dandy episode. I mean, they did a great job with that show. The people talking about it's the best TV show ever. I don't know about that. I loved Six Feet Under. I thought that was excellent. And uh, Deadwood, another great series. And there's been so many, uh, which gets me back onto the topic of uh, these magazines and how in the 60s there was still... A British sports car industry. And I've always 
blame the unions. Forgive me, forgive me, but I've always believed, not, not even the unions, I've believed. I don't know where I got this from. But it was, a, it was an ultra-left, perhaps even communist conspiracy to destroy British industry from the inside. Now, why would they want to do that? The left one, you want to preserve jobs. But it was as if it was just, I mean, the, the quality of workmanship stunk. But I did a little research today. So again, forgive me for those. I don't know where those thoughts came from. But I just couldn't understand that I was heartbroken that there, there are no more Triumph Spitfires. There are no more MGBs. There are no more Austin Healy's. There are no more Sunbeam Alpines. These are cars I grew up with. These are cars I loved and dreamed of the day I'd own. A little MGB. Man, those were nice cars. And But they were notorious. Oh, the electronics stunk, and, and they were just going to break down all the time and cost you a fortune. The Austin Healy's 3000, the Bug-Eyed Sprite, wow, what cool little cars. But anyway, I'll tell you, well, they were crap. They were, they were, they were beautiful to look at, I think, but just so poorly built. And now, so I did a little research today about decline of British auto industry, something like that, and came up with a few good articles, and... They blamed workmanship as being part of it, just slack and, and the stupidity of putting the, these car factories and the industries in parts of the country that had no connection to Europe or to, to new ideas, they were saying even. They just, there, there wasn't, like they built, they, they rebuilt, opened a factory in Scotland because it was economically depressed. And none of the workers they hired, you know, to give these jobs had any skill or expertise or experience in this field, and, and uh, it was just a It's a terribly sad story. Is they sell off British Leyland, and then it, oh, the whole thing just dies. And I guess who ended up? Ford bought Jaguar, which was sold to Tatra, Tetra, or somebody, an Indian company, and then it fell apart. And oh man. There's a sadness to it. There really is a sadness. So there virtually are no, with the exception of two, uh, British cars anymore. They're all either American-owned or foreign-owned, maybe put together in England, but th- that industry has died. But the other fault, it was not just the labor and the poor quality of workmanship, but absolutely pathetic management uh, and pathetic uh, engineers, people who were using old technology and weren't innovating and weren't going over and either stealing what the Germans and the Italians were doing or anybody else. And, and it, was, it was ridiculous. Uh, there was one story of, uh, I think it was uh, MG, where the, a new president came in and saw one of the engineers reading a book on suspension that he'd got out of the library, suspension for British, for locomotives, and saying, the, I don't believe in any all that new crap. These are the ideas that are solid and that work. And like this, you know, the horror, the horror, my God, what's going on? So uh, forgive me for blaming uh, the communists, the, uh, you know, an internal conspiracy, the workers. It was just as much management. They talked about the last one that came out, the last hurrah, the last try was the, the um, was it the Triumph TR7? And they just said, we got to compete. We got to, we got to have this out. They just put it an arbitrarily put a date out there when they weren't ready for it. They said, it has to be. This is the launch date. And they talked about the steps that basically the cars had to be rebuilt as soon as they were off the assembly line. They had to just be completely redone because they weren't working. They weren't put together. Oh, it's a horror story. 
Uh, so no surprise, but but again, why? Why this decline of England? I realize it, it's close to my heart because, again, my, my mother was born in England during the war. My grandfather emigrated to England in 1910, came to Vancouver Island, started a, a farm in a lovely part of Vancouver Island, and then went back for World War I, and basically that just destroyed his life, messed it up completely. And uh, But I, I still feel very much, I mean, I've grown up with this, I guess, British heritage. And, and so there's a, it's part of who I am, part of who I identify the same way people are very proud of my Greek ancestry and so on. And uh, it's just that because England ruled the world at one point under Queen Victoria, by the way, tell me, remind me, the museum tour yesterday, very good. Um, there's a lot of people who have a hate on for it still, you know, for all they did. And there, there was nastiness. Hey, you can't rule the world. And, uh, just be a pansy. Well, anyway, anyway, we, we're not going to get into that on this episode, okay? I'm just talking about things I feel for, and, and part of one of them was the uh, the car industry. I, I'm not going to dig the magazine out now because I would be forever. The entire podcast would be about that. In fact, you know what? You know what? Guess what? This isn't a Dixon Jane's podcast. I'm sorry. I take all that back. This is, uh, what do you call it? One of those little things. Um, if I can... Gee, I don't know if I can. Yeah. Um, uh, the things you do on your iPhone. A mini cast. It's a mini cast. I'm almost at the 10 minute mark. I'm going to stop right there. I went to Dunderham Castle yesterday talking more about history. It was great, worth visiting. Uh, there's so much more in Canada I want to discover. That's a whole other episode, a whole other story. So this was just a little clip because I haven't done one for a long time and it doesn't count as a Dixon Jeans episode. So there you go. Thanks very much. Uh, boy, hmm, that was a flip. Um, glad to have you out there. Glad to have some listeners. Take care. Bye for now.